So I was chatting with uh, someone about a product management job the other day, um, and he was faced with the decision of, do we go with someone, because this was a product for software developers, so he was faced with the decision of, do we want to go with a software developer who's become a product manager so they understand the details of software development? Um, and I do have software development experience, about 15 years of it, um, but it's not recent, so I'm not using the current technology stack. Um, and so I started thinking about that idea of what do we need? Do we need um, very specific knowledge or maybe do we need general knowledge and maybe I would argue some sales experience? And so I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the fact that my, you know, my dad just retired from flight instruction. He did that for about 35 or 40 years. And he used to talk about that when students first start, they can fly by sight really pretty well. A lot of people can. They get a feel for the plane. They're like, oh, feels like it's diving, feels like it's going up, feels like it's turning. And you do a pretty good job just by sort of situational awareness and, um, and feeling it. But very few people, or at least a lot of people, have difficulty with flying on instruments. So if you're flying by feel, you pick it up really quick, but then you can't fly at night. You can't fly above the clouds. You can't fly in inclement weather. Uh, things like that. In fact, he jokes about, well, not jokes, but he talked about John F. Kennedy Jr. He said he was dead before he left the ground. He was flying at night, uh, instrument rated, over water on a tight time constraint. And, of course, we all know he crashed. So th the problem is that if you've learned how to fly by feel, it's hard to abstract that away to other conditions. You've you've sort of got one frame of reference for how to fly, and you don't really understand the flying in a broader context. So my experience uh, in, uh, in software development product management was developing about 18 different products, some of which, most of which I was the primary developer, some of which I was a product manager. I'm not a speech therapist, but I had access to speech therapists. Our products were actually better than the competing product, which was developed by a speech therapist. So that therapist, I would argue, had the curse of knowledge. They were an experienced therapist, so they assumed every, I think, I can only imagine, they assumed every decision they made, since it worked for them, was going to work for everyone. So they assumed their situation was representative. And I can give you an example, but we had software for word retrieval, which is thinking of the right word to say that diagnosis is aphasia. Um, and... They had an exam, so we would give a prompt, and then the idea was that the survivor would come up with that word. And they had a word in there, porpoise. And the, the cue was, I go fishing for a blank, porpoise. Inappropriate cue, who would say porpoise to that cue? And really irrelevant and difficult vocabulary. Porpoise is a hard word to say, and it's not a word that's useful. So we're teaching vocabulary that is impractical, difficult, with a poor cue, all from a speech therapist. Our software was considered the gold standard of speech therapy software by the VA therapists that I talked to. And the reason is, is that I was able to generalize on that. Um, so another example of this is I was talking to our finance manager here at work and complaining about the website. And he said, oh, no, no, the way you're using the website is not the way customers use the website. And I said, well, I think it is, but I don't really know because I haven't watched them use it. How many have you watched use? And he said, oh, none. But he was a really good salesman before he became a finance uh, manager, and he feels like he knows the customer really well, and that the way he uses the website, I think, is the way they use it, or at least the, the way he imagines they're going to use it is the way all of them are going to use it. And I 
shared it in my phone. I said, great, look up this, this, this product. I'm giving a, a test case. And he had a really difficult time doing it. He had to rotate my phone, kind of play around for a little bit because of some overlays on the phone. And he just dismissed it as, oh, well, that's, that's just not how they're going to use it. And so the problem is he's got the same problem the, the, the flight instruction student has is he did it by feel. And he did it well. He's a good, sale, amazing salesperson, and he has a deep intuition about it. The problem is when you're going on intuition, you never know when your intuition is wrong until you're John F. Kennedy crashing into the water, flying out to an island. So when you're a product manager, I would argue that having broad experience and sales experience is actually more valuable than specific product experience because you've had to learn how to generalize and abstract at a very high level, evaluate lots of new technologies without having direct experience with them because there are probably more technology stacks that you don't know about than the ones that you do know about. And there are going to be new technologies coming down the road. In fact, that's where, that's where the product management for this job was going to be the challenge. So I would argue that uh, you need to be able to anticipate and look around corners, and broad knowledge is actually more useful for that. So... Just a thought for today's podcast. Have a great day.